0: What's up, y'all? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to take a minute of your time. Are you based in Charlotte? Are you looking for dessert catering for a party, an event, or even a late night snack? I know I have just what you need. One name at Mated underscore desserts. What better way to satisfy your sweet craving and get lit than with some Hennessy cupcakes? Got a sweet tooth? She has anything and everything you need. Y'all, I'm talking cupcakes, cakes, chocolate-covered strawberries, chocolate-covered pretzels, cake pops, brownies, cupcake jars. You name it, she got it. And she does custom orders. And she's super affordable. I can guarantee your taste buds will be satisfied. Make sure y'all follow my show me on Instagram at it underscore desserts. That is at M-O-M-A-D-E-I-T underscore desserts. Go to her for all of your baked goods needs. Oh, and one more thing. her Keek sent you.
1: Is anybody else tired of this phrase the feminists made up called toxic masculinity? You know, it's always some bullshit they trying to do to bash men. And what kills me is that black women picked up feminist rhetoric as if it was ours. Boo shit feminism wasn't here to protect or progress black women or their communities in fact feminism recruited black women as a tool to help the white woman meanwhile white feminists were never there for the black struggle anyways toxic masculinity doesn't even fucking exist what exists is a lack of masculinity it's the lack of true masculinity that has surfaced as a major issue in our community A lot of the personal grievances and disruptions that's going on in our community is happening because people are being overly emotional. So, does that mean it's actually toxic femininity that's causing the problem? No, no, I'm gonna let you feminist fucks figure that out. (laughs) Well then.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, my intro first. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to another segment of Meninge Toi. I'm your hostess Keeks and I would like to welcome you to my podcast what's up y'all how did y'all I mean I want to I already asked how do y'all like the Father culture series but we're gonna get more into that video hopefully everyone has been having a great week happy black history month yes we are what three weeks in how y'all feeling I feel like it's I still feel like it's my birthday um. Other than that, you know, I'm 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 doing great. I can't complain. I would like to apologize, make a formal apology to you all because I know I said for this series I will be dropping an episode every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I'm behind schedule. And I'd like to apologize for that. I was enjoying my Valentine's Day and my week, and I'm still paying for that. But I wanted to formally apologize to you all and let y'all know. I'm definitely still going to get these episodes out to you by tomorrow night. For sure, for sure. Um, So, yes, I'm sorry. But before I get into anything else, I have a very special guest. How you doing, Apex?
2: Doing good. (laughs) Feeling good. Doing good. Looking better.
0: Amen, amen, amen. You guys, meet my very special guest, the Apex. The apex. I,
2: I don't know the what apex. you. I don't know what you call your people because you know B, Beyonce got the beehive. I don't know what you. Uh, I don't, I don't
0: have you, a name for them yet.
2: Rihanna got the navy. About... I don't. Right, I'm
0: definitely part of the Rihanna navy.
2: See, I, I don't know what I, you call your people.
0: I don't have a name for them yet. I'm definitely going. Um, I'm going I'm gonna think about that.
2: Yeah, we. But, yeah, see, so we got to get on that. My
0: Huh.
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gas me up. Go
0: ahead. Okay. okay. This is uh my very special guest, The Apex, and he has his very own podcast. Make sure y'all follow his podcast at Podcast Bout Nothing. Podcast Bout. B-O-U-T. Nothing. No G. N-O-T-H-I-N. Oh, excuse me. And, again, you guys can follow his podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, all that. Y'all can follow his podcast Instagram page at podcastbout... Again, that's at podcastbout nothing. No space, nothing. But I'll also um, make sure I upload a screenshot so you guys can follow him and then, yeah, any formalities, the same old stuff, to be honest with y'all. Follow me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Meninjaitwa. Make sure y'all tweet me or drop some comments on Instagram and let me know how y'all feeling about this uh, material, how y'all feeling about the content. Also, if there's anything if there's anything you guys want me to talk about, make sure y'all hit me up. I know I do have one collabor- another collaboration I'm working on, so you guys can look forward to that. Uh, again, follow the Apex on his social media accounts at Podcast About Nothing on Instagram, and you can find his podcast at Podcast About Nothing on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Overcast, and Radio Public. Also, did y'all listen to my last episode? If you haven't, you should be ashamed of yourself. I am very, very, very disappointed. For Make sure y'all listen to my- Right. Have you listened to my last episode? I did,
2: actually. I was listening to her earlier today. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. See, see, if you didn't listen to my episode, I was going to have to jump down your throat. Oh. But it's cool. You're safe. You're safe. Um, but yes, yeah, my last episode, Feminism and Womanism. Make sure y'all check that out. Also, it's very good. It's a very good transition to what we're going to be talking about today. And my very last announcement, make sure y'all follow my new podcast team at SFA Charlotte. S.F.A. Charlotte. You can find our podcasts on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, and Radio Public. And you can follow our Instagram. Ap- I can talk. <laughs> and you can follow our podcast Instagram account at sfa Charlotte. There has to be a faster way to say all these things. Oh my gosh. Anywho, that's it for the formality. I'm going to introduce the topic. So today, you guys, we are going to be talking about toxic masculinity, black-on-black relationships, and a little bit of misogyny. So yeah, make sure y'all listen to that last episode, because I'm telling you, this is a great transition from the previous episode to this episode. But, um... I chose to talk about these things because again, you know, for the, for the culture series, I'm talking about a variety of topics of things that impact black culture. And one thing that does impact black culture is our relationships. Um, And I feel like sometimes we don't, we don't see healthy black relationships often enough, at least in the media. And I can't speak for everyone's family or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. I do want to talk about, I like seeing black love, Mm -hmm. not just in a way that's sexual, but in a way that's non-sexual as well. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to address some of the things that I feel like can get in the way of us having some healthy relationships. So we're going to have some core questions we're going to answer for you guys. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what those are. My first question is, what is toxic masculinity? Then what makes it toxic? Examples of what toxic masculinity looks like. And how does this impact black relationships and love in ways that are both sexual and non-sexual? So, here we go. Apex, you ready?
2: Off, uh, that's what I'm here for.
0: Hey,
2: I'm geared <laughs> right. up.
0: Alrighty, so y'all know whenever I'm talking about something, I always like to define it first. So, I looked up some definitions of toxic masculinity. Just did a quick Google search. I found this one definition um i did not put the link in here which sucks but you guys can feel free to google this and find your very own definition of toxic masculinity but the first definition i have says toxic masculinity is a narrow and repressive description of manhood designating manhood as defined by violence sex status and aggression It's the cultural ideal of manliness, where strength is everything while emotions are a weakness, where sex and brutality are yardsticks by which men are measured, while supposedly, quote, feminine, in, which can range from emotional vulnerability to simply not being hypersexual, are the means by which your status as a quote man end quote can be taken away? I'ma just you know bear, let that marinate for a sec because that was a lot. Hmm.
2: Now, now, how explicit can we get here? I'm, I'm not sure. You know, cause I'm, I'm not sure about your. I'm not sure about the age range on your fan base. I don't know if you're trying to. Are you trying to be you know, more um, Disney Channel? Or are you trying to out? Oh I don't,
0: no, I don't, definitely not Disney Channel because okay. Disney okay. Channel ain't right. with it. Right, yeah, right,
2: right, that. right, 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 We're, we're adults no, here. We're that gone. was a bad right example. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Just making sure. I got some things I'm
0: gonna say. Okay. Uh, you, um. You go wanna,
2: ahead. Oh, you want me to? Okay. All right. All right.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Well. All I right. So. That. So how I feel, especially when they bring up the uh, how men are measured uh, sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, you know that that does kind of. Help you feel more like a man, you know, when you can quote unquote dick your chick down. In quotes, so like that that does help your your masculinity, of course. So I do feel like um, having providing great sex does help your masculinity. Now, I'm not sure they're talking about providing great sex or having a high sex drive.
0: Mm, let me see. I feel the definition that masculinity toxic masculinity is defined by. Um, I don't, it's hard to explain. Hold on, let me let me scroll down a little bit because I do have my own definition. So, when I wrote down my own definition of toxic masculinity, I said toxic masculinity occurs when a man projects and acts in detrimental and or harmful ways and these ways tend to be abusive and or violent and he does those things out of his understanding of what he thinks masculinity is so for example like i know that they did touch on um where sex and brutality are yardsticks by which men are measured but i feel like sometimes a man will use their uh their sexual attitudes and their abilities to be sexual beings as a means of measuring their masculinity so like oh if i get if i get a lot of women if i sleep with a lot of women oh i'm a real man and if i don't then i ain't a real man kind of a thing Okay. okay they were saying
2: okay
0: um and i do like that they mentioned where is it where is it where is it which where they were talking about feminine traits and how being emotional and being vulnerable is it's almost that's another measurement in toxic masculinity because it doesn't allow men to be vulnerable Mm. and I feel like that's something that's very important like a lot of men struggle with being vulnerable so because they feel like whenever they are being vulnerable that they're less of a man when really being vulnerable and being emotional and expressing the way you feel as an emotional being is a part of being human. Um, and there was something else I have here. Oh, there's another definition I have here. I wanted to read too. Okay. Um, after decades of study, I deeply believe that men are not naturally violent, but in a culture that equates masculinity with physical power, some men and boys will invariably feel like they are failing at quote being a man end quote for these particular men and boys toxic masculinity has created a vacuum in their lives that can be filled through violence through the abuse of women and of children and their care i have the link for that article and that one you can find on tolerance.org um backslash magazine backslash what we mean when we say toxic masculinity um i guess my next question would be what do you think and maybe this is too broad of a question but what do you think defines a man like what makes a man a man i feel like everybody have their own definition if you ask this to a hundred guys you're gonna have probably a thousand different answers
2: (laughs) i like your math there um (laughs) (laughs) i uh man you know what for me just myself apex for myself because Mm -hmm. i have a three-year-old a Mm three-year-old son so for me, what defines me as a man is being able to provide for him, take care of him, mm-hmm. uh raise him, mm-hmm. uh being able to take care of my family, um bearing the burden that may not have even been placed on me, but I took it upon myself. Like just just taking on the burden of my family, wanting to take care of them financially, trying to be there for everyone. Uh, spiritually and emotionally, like if you need to talk to me, I'm here. Like giving advice, um, I have nephews, I have a nieces, trying to be a father figure to them. Mm-hmm. To me, that that makes you a man is being able to provide protection to your loved ones.
0: Okay, I like your definition because um, I know at first when you hit hit us with the broad strokes, you know you were saying take care of your family, being a provider. And taking on burdens, I was going to ask you, in what ways specifically do you mean when you say take care of your family? And then I liked how you went back and broke down, you know, being there emotionally and spiritually and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times, I feel like that's going to be the most common thing if you ask every man, what does it mean to be a man being a provider? Yeah. And I feel like when a man thinks of being a provider, they... they automatically think about being a financial supporter Mm -hmm. being the one that brings in the money being the breadwinner and being the one that you know basically the the i don't know what's i can't think of the correct terminology right now but being a breadwinner in a household and i do feel like there's more like there's more ways you can provide in addition to being a financial contributor
2: correct yeah
0: like, you can provide emotionally, you can provide mentally, you can provide spiritually, you can provide emotionally. And um, I feel like some guys don't think about that. And I can be honest in saying that my father, I feel like he's definitely one of those type of men that's like, you know, he wants to be a provider in a sense of being financially, being a financial contributor. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, you know, that was his way of... At least that was his way of looking after me, you know, just giving me money to get the things I needed. I need a new coat. I need school supplies. I need shoes. Like, he, he's giving me the money to pay for those things and compensate for those things. But one thing I grew to learn in my own growth is that what happens when the money falls short? Right. What happens when you can't provide as much as you used to? Because that's right. happened, you know? Yeah. Um. So for me, it's like, it wasn't even about the money as a kid because now it's like, oh, I'll greatly appreciate the money. Thanks. But <laughs> as a kid, I wanted him to be more emotionally <laughs> and I always had conversations with him about boys or about men and just about like a variety of things. But Again, I don't think that was in his um, definition of what it means to be a man. Um, I don't think that was included in his concept or his understanding of masculinity. So I really do like that you had broke that down and mentioned that because I feel like a lot of guys don't think about that.
2: Yeah. And, you know, growing up, my dad, you know, may God rest his soul, when he passed when I was 15, I remember him telling me that, you know, he didn't do the best of jobs at being a husband, but he was going to try to direct me in the right path to being a great father. My dad was a fantastic dad. So the things that I've seen him do for myself, for my siblings, I try to uh, project that into my son because those are things that i see him do. Like picking me up, playing with me, hugging me, kissing me, telling me that he loves me and everything like that. Like Those are things that he did for me growing up. I try to put that on my son as well because i feel like when it comes to men when we were boys how we seen men in our lives uh behave it 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 molds you and it shapes you into becoming the man that you become tomorrow
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so if you seen men in your life be quote-unquote hard all the time or they're having multiple women and they're not treating those women with respect. You know, guess what? When you grow up, you're probably doing the same thing because you feel like, well, these are the men I looked up to. This is how they behave. So that's what a man should, a man should do.
0: Right, 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 right. It's about
2: being an example, man. That's it.
0: That is very true um so what would you say to the men who don't have those examples in their lives like say if they are surrounded by men who do act hard bodied all the time and um they do um you know let's say if they do mess around with a lot of women and they don't allow themselves to be vulnerable what would you be what would be your advice to those men
2: uh Man, again, I I did the majority of my growing up without my dad in my life after he passed away when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Asking women in your life, what type of man would you want? You know, even if you ask your mom or your sister, like, what type of man would you want in your life? And then, you know, women, typically women say the same thing. Like, you know, I want someone that can take care of me. But I want him to also feel like, you know, be romantic, to be sensitive, but at the same time, be hard-bodied at the same time. It's a, it's a line you have to walk. So it's about knowing when it's time to be sensitive, time to be soft, and time to be, quote-unquote, manly, put some hair on your chest, say it with some bass in your voice type of deal. It's about just walking that line. And it can be a very thin line very <laughs> thin but you gotta, you gotta learn walking that's what it means to be an adult you just gotta know how to walk that line
0: so I do have another question cause I do like I'm, I find it interesting that you say that and I I realize that we also like didn't really review the video that I played but um, cause I noticed that you said in asking women what type of men that they want and I know on the video clip that I played at the beginning um the young lady was saying how this term toxic masculinity was defined by the feminist movement she's tired of hearing it and actually that toxic masculinity does not exist but that toxic femininity i have a very hard time saying
2: it. Femininity. right yeah.
0: that that is what's the issue and that when it comes to the black community specifically that there's a lack of manhood or a lack of masculinity as a whole. That's why we have some of the issues that we have in the black community today. Um,
2: can, I, can I say something on that? Yeah, you can. I, I thoroughly disagree with that, like just through and through. Um, I, I don't feel like there's not enough masculinity in a way. I kind of feel like there's too much. In the black community, I feel like I feel like black men are trying to be too much of a man to the point where it's like that's not even how a natural man re- like acts,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like always being violent. I feel like that's toxic masculinity, like it's just trying to be violent because you feel like being a man, I have to be violent, I have to assert my dominance.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I feel like there's too much masculinity. I, I feel like as men, you. Like, we, we need to be, as black men, we need to be more sensitive, especially to other people's feelings. I
0: agree.
2: Um, like, for myself, uh, on Valentine's Day, me and a special someone, we went, and got, we went and got pedicures. I like getting pedicures. It's very comforting. I had, I had a pina colada. I felt, I felt really bougie. And I enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love getting pedicures. I'm going to get a manicure tomorrow. Uh yeah, tomorrow. I I enjoy stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't mind getting a facial. I wouldn't mind getting massages done. You know, and I can honestly say this it, is like a little joke I make, where it's like you know I'm secure enough of my masculinity. I wouldn't mind getting a um a, a massage done by man. you know. get these knots out of my back, dog. That's that's what I'm paying you for. Like I don't care. I don't care. That's what I'm here for. Like, am I going to be butt naked under this towel? Yeah, you damn right. Get these knots out of my back. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I feel like, you know, as a man, you have to be secure in your masculinity to be able to. I, I-, I cry now watching Lion King. I don't care. It's a sad movie. I'm going to shed my tears. Like, be enough of a man to admit that I'm a man and I can have feelings. I can listen to other people's feelings. I can be emotional myself.
0: Yes. Like, sorry. And I'm so happy that you said that because a lot of guys, they'll be like, "No pedicure, what you mean, man?" I ain't put up. No, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a man. That's for women. I ain't about to let no man give me no massage, man. Like a lot of guys are not secure within their masculinity, and I feel like because of that, they don't allow themselves to, and it, not allowing themselves to be vulnerable is one part, but It's as simple as allowing yourself to be um, pampered in a way. So, for example, Mm. like how you were saying, pedicures and facials and um, massages. Like, I know some guys are probably going to be like, well, I have my own way of being nurtured or, you know, um, of being what what uh, what I just said. Pampered. Yeah, there we go. Of being pampered, you know. I don't gotta let a man do that. I could let a woman. I could let my lady do it.
1: All right.
0: I don't need my nails done to 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 feel like a real man. Like I don't know. Like I I honestly I feel like there is nothing wrong with you know. I don't have an issue if my man wanna go with me to get a pedicure. That's fine. You know I ain't saying you gotta get a French tip. What you gotta uh, get the French manicure with the white tip, you know what I'm saying? You ain't even gotta get no colors, you know, just get your feet soaked. You know, they scrub them, get the dead skin off, the calluses off, you know, make your feet a lot smoother. Go ahead, but to each his own, and uh, I don't know, I feel like I want to know where these well, I kind of do know where these ideas come from because I feel like society the society that we reside in within itself projects its own definition of what it means to be a man and i feel like what it means to be a man is to be hard-bodied is to not be vulnerable is to be strong all the time is to take on all the burdens and share the burdens with anyone you have to carry these burdens alone and bear it because That's what it means to be a man. To be a man is to not be soft, not be sensitive, not be. Hmm. I feel like I hit both of them on the head, but you did. Um. And that's why I want to go back to this video clip that I said in the beginning, because I also disagree when she said toxic masculinity doesn't exist. I feel like toxic masculinity definitely exists because I feel like there's this idea, there's this false idea of masculinity that tells men and women what it means to be a man. And in this false conception, men are not allowed to essentially be human beings. And because they're not allowed to be themselves thoroughly, this impacts who they are as individuals and ooh, and it has a bleeding impact uh, upon the relationships around them. So I definitely strongly disagree with what she was saying. Um, I do understand what she said, you know, the feminist movement wasn't for black women. Um, but I do believe that there is a strong presence of toxic masculinity and because of this, men are not allowed to be human beings yeah it's almost like being a man is
2: robotic
0: yeah like you have to you have to exist within this strict cookie cut shape and if you don't fit then you're not a man Mm. so I definitely disagree with what Shreddy said but I just wanted to play that clip
2: now see I I, alright so I have this story right I had an ex-girlfriend I was with and she brought up this idea of having a threesome because there was this lady or girl, woman, whatever, that she found attractive, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm not really down for that. I'm not really into the whole threesome thing. And she, her response was, well, what's wrong with you? Because men will usually get excited about having sex with two women, and, and I, I'm like, uh, okay, well, excuse me, ma'am, for not wanting to... Have sex with you, my girlfriend, and another woman. Like, you know, I'm, I'm cool with just having sex with you. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm satisfied enough with that. I don't need another woman in in a bedroom because, for one, that can get messy. Like, you know, well how can you spend it so much? Like, how can you pay yeah, too much attention yeah. to her and why are you doing that to her? You only to do that. for one. I knew that that would happen. Secondly, mm-hmm. it's like. I secondly i don't know if i got the stamina for that thirdly i don't want to share it like i don't want to share it i'm cool with just doing it with you like that's fine like we can just like and i feel like that was that that incorporates into what we're talking about here so like i was supposed to be this cookie cutter man that was supposed to be excited that my girlfriend wanted to have a threesome i was supposed to be excited about that and it's like, nah, I'm, I'm straight. I'm cool. just doing it with you. Like, I'm good. Like, what's, what's the problem with that? So I don't know why uh, men are supposed to be, like you say, robotic, cookie cutter, just a certain way that makes you a man. Like, you know, every person is different.
0: Right.
2: So how you say, if you ask 100 men, what makes a man, you get a thousand answers. That should be the case, because everybody should have their own definition of what makes me something.
0: That's... I agree. Um, there was another question I had, because I know you said, and I think I meant to ask this earlier, but it didn't happen. I just went on a tangent, but, because you were saying that if men, for the men who don't have those examples in their lives, they should ask women. Mm-hmm. So... Um, do you feel like it is the best thing to ask the opposite sex what it means to be a man? Because, for example, what if that same this woman that you asked, she, too, doesn't have any good examples of healthy relationships and um, I guess a healthy projection of masculinity so her Mm. assertion of what it means to be a man is also toxic or unhealthy because you know she also has an understanding of what it means to be a man he has to be hard body he has to be strong all the time he can't be vulnerable Um, he can't express himself emotionally you know all these unhealthy traits Mm -hmm. so do you always think it is the best thing to ask the opposite sex
2: Um, uh yeah I do I I think it is important to ask the opposite sex. Um, Also asking, you know, men in your life. I think it's about just using uh, discretion. Just being really like, okay, I'm going to take parts of what she said. Take part. Because what you find attractive in a man, you know, the next woman won't. Right. So I think it's about just taking... Just having that on your own personal view of, okay, that's a good trait to have. That's a good trait to have. That's a good trait to have. Asking, man, ask your mom for one. Because, I mean, if you're, look, all right, so I, I'm pretty sure men listen to your podcast. So I'm going to say this, dog, listen, bruh, listen to me. There's a possibility your dad was a dog, okay? There's a possibility that your dad dogged your mom out. So you need to ask your mom, mom, what is basically the opposite of what my dad did that I should On how I should behave and how I should treat women. Now, maybe your dad didn't. Maybe your mom was the one that talked your dad out. That means maybe you know, maybe your dad is a good guy. Ask your dad. Ask uncles. Ask grandfathers. Like there are men. Go to church. That's another thing. Go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Get man. Get some Jesus in your life. You know, he's the best man ever, right? So like you know, like read the Bible and. Take parts of that, not all of it, take parts of that and, and apply it to your life. There's some really good stuff in there, believe it or not. You know? So apply that to your life. Like I feel like it's just you as a person, you can't just be what everybody else says. You have to take the good from what other people are saying and just apply it to yourself.
0: Make your own I'm thinking of like making a salad or something. That's yeah. Like you know, you have your different ingredients. You take a little bit of this from here, a little bit of this from here, a little bit of this from here, throw it in, mix, and yeah.
2: yeah. There you go. Build your own masculinity. That should be on the menu. Build your own masculinity. Yeah. I think
0: I'm gonna make that my hashtag for this episode.
2: Build your own masculinity. No, you can't. I'm a trademark. Build your own masculinity.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So. Next, I want to talk about what examples of toxic masculinity, what it looks like. And I actually have one example. So I'm just going to go ahead and give this example, even though we touched on it already, but still. So one example of toxic masculinity is this idea of men not being able to be vulnerable and express themselves emotionally, because whenever a man decides to um, project himself emotionally it's seen as being feminine he's Mm -hmm. as being he's feminized because he is being emotional so i know a lot of times i would hear men say that men don't cry and boys don't cry Mm -hmm. because that's just not something that you do crying is always seen as a sign of weakness so because of that men cannot cry being a man um means not crying because men don't cry so from this behavior men don't allow themselves to be vulnerable because they feel that being vulnerable and expressing emotion is a sign of weakness and a lot of men do Mm -hmm. they feel that they have to be strong all the time and that's not true men are human beings and they feel they feel things Mm -hmm. and that's okay By not allowing themselves to be emotional or vulnerable, you will find that most men contain their emotions. They bottle them up until one day they combust. And when they combust, it is never good. Now, combustion looks different for every person. Some get destructive and break things. Some drink. Some smoke. Some fall into a deep depression, some abuse those around them, women and or children, whoever. And this can be a form of mental abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and or physical abuse. All of that can happen just from a man not allowing himself to be vulnerable, just because a, a man feel like he has to be hard-bodied all the time, and that he can't express himself emotionally. And it's crazy, because I've heard so many guys say this. Man, I ain't mm-hmm. no big, like, I ain't no big man. I, 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 mm. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And that's just one example that I thought of right away, but I feel like it's very important because a lot of guys feel this way. A lot of guys feel like they can't be emotional because being emotional is not a part of being a man. And I'm here to challenge it. Mm. You human. You human. You feel things, and that's okay. Now, maybe they need outlets for them to express themselves in a way that to emotionally express themselves in a healthy manner. Cause I know some guys, you know, they may get angry and the only way they know how to express their anger is by like slamming things and breaking stuff. You mm-hmm. should probably get involved in some type of sport. Um yes. maybe boxing yeah. or kickboxing. You know something like that.
2: Yeah, some some like men emotions. aren't men enough for that. Huh? I said some men aren't men enough to get into boxing, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Boxing okay but yeah like try to find a healthy outlet that allows you to express yourself emotionally rather than taking it out on people around you and hurting them mm-hmm. and I honestly because now I want to transition to um, how does this impact black relationships and black love because mm-hmm. I definitely have seen this um, and had my own share of experiences with this so far as toxic masculinity and um, men being abusive because they're not allowing themselves to be vulnerable and how that affects their families and people that they love. So, how do I want to step into this? Before making this episode, I was just thinking of things things that I feel get in the way of black people having healthy relationships Mm. and one of the things i thought about one of the first things i thought about was that black women feeling like they have to and they have they feel like they have to take on a burden of things because you know they deal with um discriminations that come within a society, they deal with the hardships that come with having their families and being a nurturer, the uh, caretaker, the, um, sometimes the provider, because, you know, no men are present for a series of other reasons. Um, and somehow in doing all of this, a lot of black women, they still get beaten So I want to connect this to mule womanhood because I definitely feel like this um, relates to it very well. But a lot of times black women, I don't know, it's like we kind of just take on this invisible weight or this invisible burden of um, womanhood. And one thing that tends to come with black womanhood is taking on the burdens of black men. Mm -mm. and i'm not sure if you listen to the ending part of my episode but basically uh nature valley and i were saying how some you know black women you know were the mules of the world and how we had to deal with the the baggage from white women from white men and then also from black men and I feel like sometimes, you know, black men, they'll be having issues going on at work or just going on in their lives, period. And they'll come home and they'll take that out on their women. And sometimes the way that they take that out on their women is that they are, they are abusive. Mm-hmm. They're hitting on them. Um, they're being emotionally abusive. They're being mentally abusive. Um, and things of that nature. i trying to think, what's the question? That I could
2: have for you. Um, I guess. Hmm. Well, well, can I just say this then? Yeah. Uh, in, the, in, in the meantime, um, mm-hmm. for a lot of men that uh, take that basically take their day out on their significant other on their on their black queen at home, the reason why they may do that is because growing up, maybe they didn't have that open communication relationship with their mother. So they don't know how to communicate with women. Because I have friends who mothers were basically telling them, oh, stop being soft. You know, because they didn't have the father figure in the home. To tell them not to be soft. Now, there's times when my three year old cries. I'm like, "Hey, you know, stop crying. You're okay. Put some dirt on it. You'll be fine." You know, to to as as a man, you you do have to be tough. Like I, I don't I don't really see that as being toxic masculinity. I think that is just something that as a man you have to be. I just feel like you have to you do have to be tough. You do. So it's like you know, not crying off of. F- off of physical pain. I feel like crying off of physical pain shows weakness. It's okay to be hurt, but, like, as long as nothing is broken, get up and dust yourself off. Like, you need to be, like, just be tough. You don't want to be crying off of, oh, I fell. Like, you know, get up, dust yourself off, keep it moving, because I kind of feel like that's kind of symbolic. Anyway, they may not have had that open communication with their mother so when it comes to women outside of the household they don't know how to communicate well with them I've had friends who their moms have told them you know stop being soft don't cry because for one a woman can't raise a boy to be a man because a woman isn't a man Right. Like you have to have that manliness in the household it it is important for that so when they have their girlfriends their wives their fiancés they don't know how to go to them and say, "Ah, babe, I had a bad day at work. Oh, babe, like this happened. Can I talk to you about it? Can you just rub my head for a little bit and make me feel better? Like, they don't know how to communicate that because they didn't receive that while they were growing up from their mothers. Mm. Like, something my mom did for me was she could tell when something was bothering me and she would come in my room, she would put her arm around me, baby, tell me what happened, what's going on. And she'll sit there and listen. And if it's like, oh, mom, this teacher doesn't like me, da da you know, and I'll just unload my day on her because she'll sit there and listen. Now, if I had a mom that says, boy, don't be walking around my house looking like that. You better fix your face. Like, like you no, know, she's talking to me like that. And it, that's something else I feel like a lot of black women have because they didn't have a man in their house. Oh, like, we, like I think it's important for young black girls to have men in their in their lives as well, not just men. Because if, as a young black girl growing up, all you heard your mom say was niggas ain't shit, mm. when you get out here, that's how exactly the uh, perception you're going to have whenever you have a black man come up to you and try to introduce himself. Now you're getting super defensive because <laughs> you ain't shit because you a nigga. So I don't want to hear what you got to say. So, a lot of times there's some black women that don't know how to communicate with black men because they never seen their black mom communicate with another black man in a respectful way. Oh, it goes both ways. I feel like you know That's it's it's, it's not it's not one gender's fault. It's both,
0: yeah. and
2: it starts off from the generation before. Hmm.
0: Ooh, child of the Lord. I'm man. Listen, I'm learning as I'm. You know, as we're working. Um, this definitely makes me want to call my little brother and just talk to him and ask him how is he, how's he doing, and check up on him because, like, I know within my mother's household, you know, our father isn't physically present and you know, my mom, she can't raise my, she can't show my brother how to be a man, but this definitely helps. It, it's it's helping me, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I almost got a little emotional, you know, my heart started doing little flips and little curls and whatnot, so thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I agree. I do feel like um, there it's both genders fault. And I know that that's also like the root of these issues is really because of the way that we were brought into this nation and the way that our relationships were forced to be because of enslavement and things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, black men and black women were separated families were broken children were taken away from their fathers from their mothers they were sold all across the nation all across the world families were intentionally and deliberately being separated and broken and it's still happening to this day fathers Mm -hmm. being incarcerated Mm -hmm. by the masses while mothers are forced to be single and raise their children on their own Mm -hmm. like i i do agree in um you know, and you saying that it's both gender's fault, but I also want to strongly emphasize that it's society and the culture that we reside in as well. Mm -hmm. Because there's always a deliberate attack on Black families to break Black families, to divide Black families, to split Black families. And that's why we have such a hard time in manifesting healthy relationships because, you know, we're always being attacked and um we're not always given a good example to follow by. Not everyone has healthy relationships within their household. Not, everyone's, not everyone is able to see that.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's just like in my family, a lot of women are not married. Mm. I can't even say if they all have boyfriends. There's a lot of single women in my family. So mm. I know growing up for me, it was like, you know, I always saw myself as being this independent woman, career driven, and, you know, just all about her businesses and entrepreneurship and things like that. And a man, yeah, it's nice, you know, but I'm not really focusing too much on that because I'm all about my career and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, having those examples is definitely Essential and necessary, but then again, like I think we should also keep in mind those of us who don't have those healthy examples, like I know for me, I'm still learning as I'm going, and you know, you know, trying to figure out, okay what is it that I truly do want um not just from a man but for my relationships and my relationship with a man- with a man yeah, a very healthy dialogue we're having very. I'm, I'm, I appreciate this. I can. I do feel like some guys on are like, no, nah, I agree with what he said about this. No, nah, I'm feeling it. I don't want to feel it. That's fine. I just want all of your feedback. Make sure y'all hit me up on Twitter and on Instagram. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um,
2: nice plug.
0: Right. So, I did have some questions for you because I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up then. So, because you are so secure in your masculinity, how did you get that?
2: Um, well, I, well, for one, I come, I don't take myself too serious in the sense of, I don't, I don't get embarrassed easily. I may get flattered, but I don't, I don't get embarrassed. So like how, I don't know earlier how I said, you know, I want to have a threesome because I mean, I have the uh, stamina for it. Mm -hmm. Most most men won't admit that. That's fine. I'm going to speak for you anyway. So like, I don't, I don't take myself too serious. I've learned growing up. That I, I kind of I, I can joke on myself, and that's another reason why I think I have such a security in masculinity. I do have insecurities, but my masculinity is not an insecurity for me. Like, yeah, I don't mind, you know, having a spa day. You know, I I, I actually asked a couple of my homies before, oh, maybe we should go have a spa day, but no, all my all my all my friends are too manly for that. Like, no, man. Once you go get a girlfriend, then y'all can do that. All right, man. All right, cool. Fine. No, I'm gonna go out here. I'm gonna get pretty by myself. Man. That's fine. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it. I think I've I've come from not taking myself too seriously, and I don't know. Just knowing that I'm a man, because when it comes down to me taking care of business, I'm gonna you know put my boots on, gonna put my big boy pants on, and I'm gonna handle no business like a man should. So my masculinity isn't in question when it comes to me handling business. So I have no problem with having a spa day or having a, a big, a big dude massaging my shoulders because I'm feeling tense. I have no issue with that. So I think that, I don't know. I, I guess it just comes from not taking yourself too serious, not worrying about what people may say, what people may think, man, just, just enjoy life. Cause like you can die tomorrow. So,
0: um so how would you define what it well you kind of answered this already uh so far as what it means to be a man so disregard that one but would you say there is a right definition and a wrong definition or is there a definition at all
2: ought to be a man yeah And let me think of different definitions that there could be um Yeah, I think there are wrong definitions. Like, uh, there's an example that you used that some people actually do feel like, oh, man, the more sexual partners I have, the more of a man I am. Or, Mm -hmm. in a sense, um, yeah, like just being able to have, yeah, just having multiple sexual partners makes you more of a man. Like That's the wrong definition. Um... Being too sensitive, being too emotional, that's a wrong definition. There's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being sensitive. There's nothing wrong with being emotional. Um, the, the Something that's really toxic, I feel like when people, when men say not to trust women, uh, I kind of feel like give somebody, this is going to, no one's going to agree with this. Give somebody a chance to break your trust before you don't trust them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: At least allow somebody to betray you first before you say, yo, I ain't trusting these bitches out here. Like, a- allow them to break your heart. And it's okay to get your heart broken. It's okay. Like, you know, the sun will come up tomorrow. It's alright. Just get your heart broken a couple times, dog. Like, it, that, that will soften you up when you get your heart broken, believe it or not. A lot of people feel like it makes them harder, but nah, it softens you, but you just try to mask it, but... Right. yeah. D- as black men we need to trust black women more um and open up to them more so yeah there's there's wrong definitions to saying what a man is yeah
0: okay um my next question was it challenging for you to be vulnerable growing up i know you mentioned how your mom could all could always recognize when something was wrong with you and I really liked how you said how when she sensed something was wrong with you she didn't come at you very aggressive saying what was wrong with you fix your face you know she kind of coddled you rubbed your head what's going on baby like talk to me that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. so would you say it was challenging for you to be vulnerable growing up
2: um as a teenager, yes. But for every teenager in the world, every, like it's hard for any teenager to be vulnerable because you feel like you need to hide how you feel. But with girlfriends, I can definitely say it's been difficult because girlfriends I've had haven't been the most open with me as far as me expressing how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I'll say it was a challenge for me to be vulnerable as I've gotten older. You know, I'm 28 now, so I, I kind of, that's something that I do need in my life is a woman that's going to allow me to be emotional. Someone that's going to allow me to like, you know, just, just interact with me the same way my mother did. Just being caring, just being loving, just being sensitive and soft with me. And then I can return that back to you. That's so beautiful. Oh man, I know. Thanks.
0: I know. So I'm gonna make my mom watch this episode. But <laughs> um, one more question I have for you, then we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. What were some of the greatest pressures in relation to being a man that you felt and experienced within your lifetime?
2: Man, uh, I- I'll probably say that I have been told that I can be a little bit too sensitive Mm -hmm. and that's only because I care about what people are going through. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people can be upset if I ask them, you know, what's wrong and I can tell that there's something wrong. I can pick up my vibes really well and people don't want to hear from, like people don't want to talk to me. So I'm like, I'm trying to pressure them like, yo, tell me what's going on because I know how bad it can be You just hold things in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, voice to me, what's wrong with you? And I've been told that I'm too sensitive or I'm too emotional. But then at the same time, women will say, I want someone that's sensitive and emotional. Right. And they get it. They don't know how to appreciate it and to accept it. So I, I feel like that's something I had to struggle with, is being too sensitive, being too emotional, being too nice. But I I to change myself. I'm good where I am. I'm
0: cool. I agree. You're you're an you're an amazing guy. You guys haven't had the opportunity to meet. He's awesome. Nah, nah.
2: Awesome. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I feel like. something else I
0: wanted to add? I feel like the key to all healthy relationships is communication. Mm-hmm. And I know that's easier said than done because I know I. My communication skills suck. <laughs> but I'm working on it. Um, I feel like communicating is key. Verbally communicating. I know sometimes it can be so hard to verbally communicate. If you got to write it down, write it, write it on a note, write a letter, go ahead. Just make sure you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Communication is key. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And I actually want to close out with this amazing video by Terry Cruz he was giving a TED talk just talking about his own experiences and being a man and how it affected his relationship so before we actually sign off I'm just going to go ahead and do a close out thank you guys for tuning in this has been another segment of Meninjaitwa I have been your hostess Keeks and I'd like to thank y'all for listening to my podcast again make sure y'all follow the Apex you can find his podcast at Podcast about nothing available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket cast Castbox, Overcast, and Radio Public. And you can also follow him on Instagram at podcast about nothing. Make sure y'all follow him. He has very very entertaining content. He's hilarious and he has a very interesting perspective on things. So make sure y'all check him out. Yep. Anything else you would like to say, Apex, before we close this out? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, like you said, I got a new episode dropping today. So, be on the lookout for that, if you're listening.
0: Amen. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and play this video clip. So, we go ahead and wrap this thing up, then.
2: Hey, this is my theory for solution. A solution that I have, have been working in my life
1: and have been very, very vocal about. Men need to be vulnerable. We need to talk,
2: men need to share, because the pride is like, hey man, you can't jump off that stage. and you know what? I can't, I'll hurt myself. That's very vulnerable. But on the other side, women need to be fearless. Like my wife, my wife faced the fact that she might be alone for the rest of her life. and She didn't care. She was fearless. And it saved us all
1: guys. It's all of us. All of us together.